40 Lessons. This past week was the fifth year of TEDxRVA, and I have the honor and privilege of leading production for the event. I get this really unique vantage point backstage. I'm, I'm the last person the speaker sees and the first one they see when they come back. I get to work with an amazing team of people uh, from our video production folks. Uh, we work with T-Hill Media and the fantastic crew over there. I've got my team of people helping me to produce this thing and managing everything happening backstage, as well as all the folks doing the creative work for the set design. And, and I get to help execute that and working with lighting and sound and all the crew from Carpenter Theater, plus with the whole entire organizing team figuring out the event and what we're going to do for that year. And it's been amazing to be a part of it for, for five years. I've gone from sitting in a seat the first year to, to being backstage. Uh, as I kind of look back on uh, not just this year, but all five years, uh, we're going to take a little journey down memory lane and you know some of the moments that have been impactful for, for me and just thinking about what this event has meant to me. Uh, I go all the way back to 2013, so down at the canal, uh, there's a shell of a building, uh, the power plant, that nothing's there. <laughs> it's just a shell. And crew of folks built a stage and put in seats. And that was the first year. And it was fantastic. And uh, the open mic event, which we still we still do this. And so back in 2013, did an open mic event over the Hippodrome. And folks got couple of minutes to step off stage and present their idea that is worth sharing. And the audience voted and selected some people to be on the main stage for the event. Poet, friend, John Blake stepped on stage and uh, was amazing. And uh, he came back on for the main event. Let's hear a little bit of John at TEDxRBA Imagine 2013. dreams written down, shared creatively out loud, spoken word in every school across this country, across the word. Kids who have found their voices, who will be able to lay the groundwork for a new world. If just one poem could turn a junkie into a TEDx speaker, imagine what many poems by many poets, many days open to so many hearts and minds of our next generation could do. Imagine the words, the instructions we would hear. All the regrets our universe would never have to have. Poetry changed his life. It saved his life. And as a poet, I, I know full well the impact that my writing has on me and how therapeutic it is in others' writing and how it, it frames and, and shapes and, and, and gives me a view of the world that is, is different because because of those words, because of the, the, the poetry, because of the the depth and meaning of, of that work and, and his moment on stage and, and knowing about the work he does in the community, that, that gives us a really great model that helps us see that we can use poetry, art, I mean, whatever we can, we can use that to help others just not experience the same pain that we have. We can help them to avoid some of the, the pitfalls and the shackles and the, and the things that have just caused trauma and pain in our lives. And maybe we can help others too. To avoid it. That same year, uh, TEDx RBA Women happened. And so Tiffany Jana, who does amazing work over with, uh, with Matt Freeman, her husband at TMI, helping to teach us about diversity and how to pursue that. She steps on stage and just confronts us with the truth. Let's, let's hear a little bit of, of her talk from 2013. 
So I know that a lot of the Gen Xers and millennials have a hard time understanding why we're still focusing on diversity because, guys, things are so much better now, and it's true. They really are so much better. We only read about the horrors that surrounded the civil rights movement. We don't have to live through them. But the other thing I know about our generations is that we are very passionate about making the world a better place. And we can't do that if we don't deal with the legacy of diversity and understand how decades of institutional bias continue to affect our society in ways that benefit some people more than others. Whether we like it or not, whether we did it on purpose or not, the fact of the matter is white families still have six times the wealth of black and Latino families, and that gap is getting wider. It's not getting better. This struggle to create justice in our world is is real. And, and from 13 to 17, I'm, I'm, I'm a little struck by, you know, the you know, she, she mentioned the, the civil rights movement. And I'm, I'm struck that, I mean, the amount of pain that we are still dealing with from the movement here today. I mean, we are still burying black men and women who have died unnecessarily at the hands of police. And we're still waiting on justice. We're still waiting for our judicial system to, to work. (laughs) We're still waiting. And, uh, it's, it's hard, but she gives us the truth and and pushes us to realize what it really takes for us to uh, not just have diversity, but also have justice. 2014 TEDx RVA moves over to the November theater and uh, and I'm so this year I'm I'm doing a little bit of everything. I'm working on the website. I'm helping with viewing parties and making sure that those are happening. I'm helping with the live stream and managing that. And I'm helping produce the event too and working with the crew for the event. And I remember we had a problem with Wi-Fi. The Wi-Fi wasn't working right, and I had to hang out in the bathroom closet. I was in the men's bathroom closet because that's where the connection to the internet was and I was trying to mess with all the ports and plugs and trying to get the uh the Wi-Fi to work properly. That was that was one of my struggles for the day. Amazing people who are on stage. Dr. T, uh who's over at VCU and so she and she's jumped in, just gone from someone on stage to someone who actually helps us uh with the event too for a couple of years. But she she gave us some more truth and helped us, you know, to really realize what it means to to come together. Let's hear a little bit of her talk. Our problem with our institutional issues, this really came to me too. It's like you cannot redo something until you have first done it. You can't reconcile if you haven't first conciled, right? And conciliation is the process of winning over from a state of hostility. So we have to first have a recognition. We have to have a recognition that We've got issues between us. And guess what? When you're talking about race and racism and sexism, you're talking about legacy. You're talking about historic legacy. You're talking about issues you don't even know you have. You're talking about issues that were passed on to you uh, just because of the ground you're standing on. I often talk about the, the walls that divide us and that they were created by the generation before us. And we have to strive to tear them down to create the kind of community that is that is better when we are together and united and push against the things that have divided us for for so long. So I appreciate Dr. T and her and her push uh, and helping us to realize um, that we have to 
that conciliation that has to happen before reconciliation. That was that was fantastic. 2015, we move again. And so this time we're at the Carpenter Theater, which has been the home of TEDx RBA for the last few years. My buddy, my friend, Michael Bam Bam White steps on stage and uh, he was looking clean in his suit. <laughs> when Michael steps on stage and, um, you know, inspires us um, with his own journey, but also the journey that he's helping some men take over at the over at the city jail. Let's hear a little bit of, of his talk. I had an aha moment about my own life. I, too, was raised in a low-income neighborhood where people would say people from my neighborhood really had a very small chance at making it. But as a youngster, I always wanted to be an entertainer. And many people told me to let go of that dream, but I had found something inside of me that I had a burning desire to accomplish, so there was no way I could let go of that dream. And not only that, but because I had a dream, it obviously put me in the picture or in the groupings of people that also were dreamers instead of people that had no dreams at all. So now that these inmates have a business plan, something that gives them self-worth, they now have joined the ranks of dreamers. I had an inmate come to me after he had written his business plan. He said, man, I know exactly what I'm going to do. I said, what you going to do? Tell me about it. He said, I'm going to go to the sun. And I wanted to tell this guy that this is probably hard to do, but I don't want to be a, a dream killer, you know? <laughs> so I didn't say anything. Then he looked at me. He said, I know what you're thinking. I know what you're thinking. He said, you're probably thinking the sun's too hot, so I can't go. I said, oh, thank God. He gets it. <laughs> then he looks at me in the face and says, that's why I'm going to go at night. <laughs> now, we all know that the chances of this man going to the sun is probably very slim. But if his new destination is the sun, even if he doesn't make it, he just might reach the stars. And if he reaches the stars, it's going to carry him through a different path from which he was naturally on. When these inmates finally get to the end and they all graduate, it is a sense of pride that they have when they leave that jail. It's a sense of pride that they have that they came in thinking that they were troublemakers, but now they know that they're more than what other people has been telling them that they are. It's amazing what can happen when someone takes this, this this journey and even dreams about this journey from where they are now to where they could be and how that, I mean, I can change everything. And, and Michael models for us how how we can do that and be a part of that in someone's life. It's it's true for himself. He was surrounded by dreamers and that helped him to be a dreamer and, and, and then pursue his dreams. And, and uh, he gives us hope for what can happen in people's lives when we but we invest in them and take time with them and help them to to dream dreams too. 2016, we come back around and we were once again over at the Carpenter Theater. Had the pleasure of meeting the president of Virginia State University, having him on stage, Dr. Abdullah. Uh, let's hear a little bit of what he shared on stage. There's an artificial line between STEM and the arts and that line is dangerous. It is absolutely dangerous. The idea that we try to separate things into a left brain and a right brain means that we cease to see the diversity in each other. We talk a lot about diversity outside, external diversity. We talk a lot about racial, sexual, sexual orientation, the diversity of our world, and many times we choose not to acknowledge the diversity in ourselves. And it means then that we don't ask the right questions to be able to move forward. There's an artificial line between STEM and the arts, and we got to break it down. We've got to break it down. So we do a dress rehearsal with uh, with everyone who is going to be on stage for the main event. So for for me, TEDxRVA uh, week of is really three days. It's one full day 
of load-in, setup, tech rehearsal, checking everything. And then second day is full dress rehearsal with every speaker, every performer. And then we have the main show on the last day. And I remember in dress rehearsal with Dr. Abdullah, he was he was doing his talk and we were thinking, like, could you could you actually sing? Like, can is it okay? Is it all right? Can you sing a little bit of the song? And it added such this great dynamic to his to his talk. And so it was cool to have that come out of, of dress rehearsal. After he was done, I was I was with him backstage and I gave him a hug and, and it, just to show so my appreciation for what he had done and what he had shared. And I said, man, you're talking about me. He's like, really? Are you talking about me? And so I shared with him about, you know, be, you know, being an engineer and being a musician and all the work that I do in the community. And, and I had took that, I took that very same journey of, you know, embracing all the diversity within me. Uh, and once I did that, that really gave me this freedom to, to love others better. It made me a better engineer. It made me a better artist. It made me, uh, made me a better community advocate and, so I appreciated having that message message on stage. The same year, we did another TEDx RVA Women's event, and I got to produce this one over at the Bird Theater. Sergeant Carol Adams, she was so nervous. So every every person who steps on stage, last person they see is is me before they go out, and the first person they see when they come back. And I and I, you know, I try to take a moment with all of them and just to encourage them and remind them, you know, it's going to be fantastic. This is going to be wonderful and answer questions they may have. And just, you know, I want them comfortable and ready to go out on stage. And then they come back and we celebrate and, you know, it's high fives and it's hugs and they're just really grateful for what just happened. And this woman was so nervous and we were so struck by her bravery to step on that stage and share her life and share her journey. And it's a hard difficult journey and she navigated through all those different emotions and 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 delivered an amazing amazing talk on stage just listen to a little bit of, of that i am carol adams before i can be sergeant adams i'm a sister a friend a mother and a grandmother and the last story i shared with you makes me the child of a murdered mother These mothers made the best decisions they could in the moment. And without love and empathy, and, and they, both, they deserved love and empathy on their worst days. My worst day occurred 36 years or 1 million, 1 million, 1 million, 1 million, 1,000,000, seconds ago. This is about time. Rose Fitzgerald coined this statement, said, time, it is said that time heals all wounds. She said, I don't agree. The wounds remain. In time, the mind protecting its sanity covers them with scar tissue and the pain lessens. She comes backstage and I mean, everybody's crying. Everybody backstage is his face is wet. And so we hug her and just appreciate her. And she's just shaking. She's just, she's just, we're just loving on her. And she's like, whew, you know, and, and then some of the other speakers come back and they have a moment with her and, you know, the, the, the full weight of her, of her journey, I think hit us and, you know, there are people who who deal with tragedy, tragedy that that will never visit our, our doorstep. And, you know, you never know 
what's going on in someone's life and what's happening with them. And so she really pushed us to embrace people where they are. And she did it in such an amazing and, and beautiful way. This year, we were back, back in the Carpenter Theater. And uh, you guys will get to, to see the results of, of, all of, our, of all of our work and these amazing men and women who deliver talks this year. So we're in post-production now, getting these uh, videos ready to get up to the TEDx YouTube site. And we'll be sharing all that with, with you guys later. I, I don't get on stage. The only time I'm on stage, it, something's got to go wrong. Like, there's a problem. Something didn't go the way it was supposed to. And this year, something went wrong. As I guess, I guess something goes wrong <laughs> every year. So this year, Andy's on stage, and uh, he's he's supposed to introduce the next speaker, and he doesn't. He introduces introduces the wrong person. And I tried to help him, and I just I put the name of the right person on the screen, but he didn't see it. <laughs> so he's introducing Elda. He's supposed to introduce Mel and and so I'm, I'm trying to help him to realize that we should go with Mo right now. Um, so let's listen to what happened uh, this past time on stage with me. It's Mo? Is it Mo? Let's do Mo now. Let's do Mo now. <laughs> Every, Todd, come out. Todd, come, everybody, he's got to tolerate all this. Why do you why do you do what you do? I, I don't have a mic. Say it. Right? This is weird. It is. Say it. <laughs> Hi, Richmond. That's why I do this. We are in a room together, and this doesn't happen all the time. Look at the people next to you. We're not always around each other. This is a good moment for us. We've heard hard things. We've heard inspirational things. We've heard difficult things and amazing things. And this is going to make our city better, you better, our families better, our children better. That's why we do this. So that was that was fun. It was a little moment for me to share a few thoughts with people. But I, I really, the two things that are special for me for TEDxRVA, it, one is, is the people who are around me. And, you know, I, we worked so hard for such a big part of the year, um, a large group of people to make this event happen. And they're some of the most dedicated, passionate, creative, smart, intelligent, most wonderful people that, that I've met. And we've gone from just doing a project together, doing an event together, to really being in real relationship with each other. And uh, it's amazing to see when that happens. It's amazing to see new people come in. And so we've got folks who were a part of it for one year or many years like me. And and this year in particular, I've seen a lot of people come in that are just brand new. And so they have brought an amazing energy to it and have been great partners in, in doing this as well. And so I've just I've just appreciated the people around me uh, as we as we do this thing together. The other thing is the what happens in those seats, what happens in that place. And, you know, like I mentioned this year, it is a really it's a, a diverse group and we're not always in rooms like that. And it's special thinking about the impact over the last five years of the many, many men and women from Richmond and from outside of Richmond who have who have shared with us, talked to us, that have made these deposits in us. My hope is that it has created in us this difference that pushes us to be the better versions of ourselves and also to look for opportunity to make our city better as well. And I'm just, I'm just grateful to be part of something like that, that can have that kind of impact. So my hope for you is that you are 
that you are impacted, that you are uh, taking advantage of moments like TEDxRVA in your life to have things deposited in you that make you that make you better and that all of us would strive to invest in each other, invest in our city, uh, find opportunity to, to use our our resources, our gifting, our talent, our money, our energy, do all of that to to make our city better. My name is Todd B. Waldo, and this is 40 Lessons. Take care.